I'm uh, struggling a bit with how honest to be with you uh, this morning. The reading that we're looking at and the subject of evangelism and mission is, um, it's got a bit close. I don't think there's a, a Christian alive who doesn't want other people to know and experience God's love. We don't want to be the people who are rejected or the preachers who uh, don't have any empathy or care for people who just shout at people. We don't, um, and I, I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity. I, I know that this stuff's important and yet I know that it's quite hard to live up to and there's lots of things that hold me back and it's just a painful subject. And, and our reading starts in why do bad things happen? And that kind of, you know, are these people who've suffered these awful things, one, an awful act of aggression and persecution, the other, a tower falling down. It, both of them made me feel feel a little bit, I thought a little bit of Grenfell, a Grenfell Tower, and, and you kind of go in, God, that's terrible. Makes me think of, of, of many things, not just COVID-19 that happened to us. And, and, and there is a kind of why, why? You know, is this our sin? Is this um, an angry God? Is this, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be and and we know that's not true and 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 Jesus you know he turns around and he goes it's it's it's, it's not about death it's not about the first death it's about where we're going in the end and second death and just to touch on some of the the tragedy you know three people who I care about have lost their fathers in um the last few weeks and uh, Arun, the one who's closest to me, and you just, it's not okay. It's not okay that Deepak died younger than he should have. It's not okay that, you know, I, I have a conversation with a member of our congregation whose wife's died and, and died too early. And it's not okay that, you know, we, we have a baby in our midst who's, who's, not, who's severely not well. None of that's okay, and I'm not okay with it. And I'm not okay with the fact that there aren't, you know, loads of people coming to faith in a church that's growing and miraculous healings all the time, and I, I'm not okay with that. But Jesus in this passage, he, he's focused on something bigger and better. He's focused on the day that all creation is waiting for. He's focused on a future that really, really matters. He's, he's looking forwards. And he's, you know, the whys and wherefores in this moment aren't the big thing to him. Because to him, he's looking to a future when everything will be made right. That day of at one atonement, when 
when Jesus will return and the unfairness and the pain and the suffering of a baby being born with a major illness or a person uh, not being able to live life to the fullness because of physical, mental, spiritual sickness will all be healed. Whether you believe in a millennium where it's healed or a new heaven and a new earth or what exactly you think at the end, we know that there will be justice and mercy. But the key thing here is what's the way in for Jesus? What's the way in? What's the doorway to all of that justice, all of that being made right? It's not being a good person. And it's not that we'll all get there somehow. And it's not karma. And it's not reincarnation. And it's not all the things that aren't true. Simply what will get us in or out of that justice which we're all living for is, will we say yes to Jesus? Or will we say no to Jesus? That's it. And how often are we giving that opportunity of who says yes and who says no to Jesus? And, and that leads to the second bit of it. You know, Jesus is talking about a fig tree. It's funny, when you read it in the message, it's an apple tree. And I know that's a silly little thing, but I have a garden with apple trees in and I can picture apple trees. And that really makes it easier for me. But there's a tree and trees should produce fruit. If you plant a cherry tree, a pear tree, an apple tree, a, a raspberry cane, I don't care, whatever plant you can picture, it's there for the fruit. And if it doesn't produce it, you're going to chop it down and try again. And I worry sometimes. You know, what's, what's my leadership of this church? What fruit is it born? What's my life in the last few years? What fruit is it born? And I kind of go, well, should it be chopped down? But the truth of the gospel is that, yes, I need to be fruitful. That's my call. But fruitfulness comes from faith. And faith comes from thankfulness. And thankfulness comes from the gospel of truth that I am so you are so, we are so unexplainably, deeply loved by a Father who loves us, even if we get it wrong. And that we build our faith by being thankful for him and his love and what he's doing and what he's opening to us, up to us. And when we fail, when we get it wrong and when it's not quite going right, we just come back to his lavished love laid down for us. There is a day of reckoning and judgment and we will face judgment and, and have to say, why did we do what we did whilst we were on this earth? But our eternal future isn't based on what we do. It's based on saying yes to Jesus and our faith in him through his grace, through his undeserved love for us, through Jesus' death on the cross for our sins.
a new heaven and a new earth is where I'll end with justice and mercy. But I want to get there knowing that I lived it, knowing that I did produce fruit because I was faithful. Not from pressure, not from emotional manipulation. And I am emotional. I'm an emotional person, we all are. And it worries me that there are people I love who, who I don't know whether they'll be with me in eternity. And we've, we don't really talk about that in church. It's, we live in a culture that doesn't like those absolutes. But that is what I believe. And maybe if I say it more, I'll live it more. Maybe we will. But I think there is something about getting emotionally attached to the call to share our faith. To believe it's a big deal. The kingdom of God breaking into the world, the transformation of our world for its own good has to emotionally move us. But this is just the beginning. When Jesus comes back, it will be the end of the beginning and life for eternity will begin. And those who are there will be those who in their hearts, in the deepest sense of who they are, have said yes to Jesus. And I want everyone I love, and even those I, I don't really like very much, to be there. I want them to have that opportunity. And it's important. How far are you emotionally connected to the realities of the gospel, the realities of faith? How from your lips, from your lives, has this been communicated? I am not happy with myself in that front. But rather than pressurising myself and beating myself up and chasing the fruit like some idol, my way forward is I'm going to spend more time in the presence of God being thankful building my faith, listening, worshipping. And I know we all take on this yoke as little brother, little sister, sheltering under Jesus. You know, we take on a light yoke and an easy burden because he's next to us taking the weight. And for all of us, the journey is to the cross, is death to ourselves, that we might be fruitful in him. So we rest in the Father's love. We know that we're loved beyond description. We know that we just do as we're told and follow him, listen and do. But also we've got to die to ourselves and our fears and our desires and our, our wants to, to be approved of to do well, to have our appetites filled, to, that all those things need to come second to Jesus and his lordship in our lives. And so we need to go to the cross ourselves and 
take up our cross, follow him, die to ourselves and share our faith. It's hard. And I am trying to reconnect with that right now. I miss my community, my family. And uh, sometimes being alone has, has not led me close enough to God. But this week, um, as I prepare for this Sunday that I'm speaking to you about, this is what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm not going to recap. I'm just going to pray. I pray that you would know that you are loved. That regardless of who you are and where you are and what you're doing and what you've done and what you plan to do, God the Father extends his arms of love to you. And I pray right now that you would have an encounter and experience of the love of God. And I pray right now that you would be able to journey to the cross, to die to yourself. To die to all the things that matter to you, to put him first. And I pray that you would experience right now Holy Spirit releasing you into taking up the yoke of obedience in sharing your faith with Jesus. The Holy Spirit would lead you and guide you into that in a way that is a joy not a burden. Holy Spirit, would you come and do a work in our hearts? Make us emotional about this. Set our hearts and our bones on fire with a desire to share your love. But Lord, let it mean something to us that this gospel, this good news of works, of caring for people and of speaking the truth would burn within us. Amen.